Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. It's another great morning here as we look at God's Word and we're able to be tuned in by you guys. We love that. We love the opportunity to have this podcast or have this radio show and be able to come out with you folks and and make a difference. And, and God knows that you make a difference in our life. And uh, I remember sometimes, you know, Stephanie, as we go through and do these podcasts, we we sometimes feel like, man, we got so much to say. And then other times we're like, God, we need your help to say things. Well, that has not been the case in weeks for us. God has been mm. giving us things to yeah. say. And so, so Stephanie, we went through, we've talked about some pretty hard things and, and you've been pretty forward uh, with telling folks what you've been through. And it was a great help on your prayer letter and it's a, it helps people. And so today we wanted to talk about how sometimes you just have to separate from people. You just have to get away from them when they're of no value, when they're of no godly value. So there's a difference. I should say that. So we don't leave people because they don't have money. We don't leave people because they don't drive the kind of car we want because they don't make us feel good to be around them. We separate from people who have no godly value to us or our ministry. And a matter of fact, now remember, everybody's got a ministry. Even uh, the day we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have a ministry. Everything we do in our life from that day forward matters uh, because it's a ministry. It's something we're going to stand in front of God with, right? And so uh, mm -hmm. we, we remember that. And we remember there's a couple thrones of judgment we're going to deal with. Some of us, thankfully, most of us. Um, we'll stand judgment as saved people for the things we've done in life and accomplished. And that's what we're talking about here. Then there's going to be a great throne, Stephanie, for those people who've never accepted the Lord. And there's only one outcome from having to stand in front of that throne of judgment. And, uh, you never, you know, you never accepted me. So accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior is uh, very, very important. And it's of, uh, it's of the greatest, uh, urgency that you do that. And that's why every single day you'll hear Eric on the podcast talk about that. So Stephanie, here we are getting to the point of separation. And this is not a unique thing to us. People say, you show me in the Bible. Okay, we will. We're in second Timothy four. And I think that's important that we do this folks. And, and when you get over to verse 10, I mean, Paul's talking about everything going on. He's at the end of his life here. And he knows that. I mean, uh, you know, there's going to be an execution, but he's talking about his ministry and where it's at at this point. He says, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved the present world and is departed. And it goes on to talk to Thessalonica. And, and uh, then he goes on again. He talks to Crescens, to Galatia. He talks about Titus onto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. It's a good thing uh, that Luke is with him. And, uh, you know, if you're going to have anyone with you, you might as well travel with a doctor, praise God. And, uh, <laughs> Especially it's if you're Paul. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And then he talks about his buddy Tychicus. And I've never met anybody who named their dog or anything Tychicus, but I think that's a good dog name right there, Tychicus. I was going to say, we should have suggested that to Hudson for Jane. Yeah, for Spot. And uh, she has not <laughs> earned the name Jane yet. 
And but this then he goes true. on and he talks about the cloak he left and bringing it to him. But then he gets down to fourteen, and this weird thing happens here, Stephanie. It says Alexander the coppersmith, and this isn't the only time Paul had to separate from somebody. But this one caught my attention for today. It said Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord uh, reward him according to his works, of whom he thou were also, for he hath greatly withstood our word. So he 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 brings up Stephanie this thing that I think we need to cover, uh, where he says, you know, I tried with this guy. I told him what the truth was. I told him what was happening to me. I told him what I had been through. I told him about a great God. He mocked you, God, and he's hurting me. And Stephanie. There are people in our lives who hurt us, and when they do that, when they take the wrong side, when they talk about us, when they Facebook post about us, when they, happens to me all the time, someone Facebook posted about me two days ago, said something. Someone called me and said, hey, did you see what these people wrote on my page about you? I say, hey, they wrote it on your page. I don't want to be in that battle. But there are uh -huh. these people, there are these people, Stephanie, you know them. They have different faces for me and you probably, even though some of them have the same face. They, you know, our friends cross over. We brought each other's friends into our lives. But I think, Stephanie, we get to a point where um, we just can't move forward with people. Yeah. And I know there's people listening to us that are hurting and going through stuff right now because they just can't move forward with people. And you've been there. What do you say to folks that get to the place where Paul's at? and said, listen, God, I just can't do this anymore with this person. I mean, what do you say to them? I read a book recently. Um, I referenced a, an evangelist friend who God used to help me prepare me last fall for where I am now. And um, <clears throat> he had recommended a book to me called When to Walk Away. And I highly recommend it. Um, you can find it on Amazon. Yeah. And um, that book has been such a blessing and help to me. Um, but the idea of walking away, uh, the idea that um, it's not an idea, the fact that God does not expect us to stay in toxic relationships um, where the person that we're trying to have a relationship with is not, instead of edifying us and building us up so that we're working together to become more like Jesus Christ, this person's goal is in in a sense to bind you and put you in their box yeah that's to conform right to who they want you to be that is not um okay so we we call ourselves baptists for better or for worse that's what we call ourselves and one of our distinctives is soul liberty and we have robbed when a relationship robs you of soul liberty where you are no longer accountable to God, who you are accountable is to a man and fitting that man's mold for you and that man's list of expectations for you. And, and ultimately whatever comes out of that person's mouth, no matter what they're saying, their actions are screaming at you. You had better conform to me and who I want you to be. Otherwise you're out of God's will. That is not someone who is going to build you up so that you become more like Jesus Christ. That person's goal is to keep you in a place where they're comfortable with you. Yeah, and that right. is not a good, that is not a good, and that is not a healthy relationship. And, and that's it folks. You know, Alexander wanted Paul to come to his side. 
give up the ministry, do those things, do what Alexander wants, give Alexander the credit. Because again, a regular person, someone like you and I, we look inward and say, what are we doing wrong? What is it that I did wrong that made this happen? Why do I got to lie about Doug? Why do I got to lie about Stephanie? Or, you know, if people did that, you wouldn't have narcissism because narcissism look outward and say, man, Doug gets everything. I don't get anything. That's what's going on with Alexander here. And, uh, and, and then, you know, you feel in a really low place, Stephanie, you know, that low, dark place. I know that low, dark yes. place when people desert you, when your phone stops ringing, uh, when people desert you, when people bail out on you and, and you know, it makes you paranoid. I, I don't care what anybody says. We suffer from insecurities and paranoia and we have to go to God and say, God, take this with me. My imagination is getting the best of me. We, we live by Philippians four, eight, which Stephanie memorized years ago, but we have to, those of us with PTSD, we, we have have to live in the book of Philippians chapter four. That has to be our place. Is this really true? Is it just as a real? And, uh, but then look at 16 here in, in, in that second Timothy chapter four, it says at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid at their charge. Notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And, uh, I think that's as far as we go on that verse, but it's saying, you know, sometimes when we separate Stephanie, it's just us. You know, God has given us people that are standing with us and, and, and those people don't go anywhere. I mean, he has, I'm yeah. thankful for those friends in my life. There's a couple people I call that I can say, Hey, I just shot somebody. They're going to hire me a good lawyer. You know, there was a people that are always going to stand with me and love me and I'm not going to shoot anybody, but there's a lot of people when the ground starts shaking a little bit, when things get stuff tough, when you start calling out people that hurt other people and hurt you. Sometimes you feel like you're standing alone. Well, I'm here to tell you, Paul said, now, now God was right there with me. The Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And so sometimes when those legs are shaking, your heart's shaking, the world's upside down. Some people around you are scared to death. And, and you guys know the whole deal when these things come along, it's never a good time. And, uh, but just know that, Hey, you're not the first person to be there. It's biblical to separate. It's biblical to yes. uh, have your legs shaking, your heart hurt a little bit, to have have your body leak a little bit, have those tears comes out. It's it's biblical to find yourself on your face and your knees, begging God to get you through a certain period of your life. It's biblical. What it's not biblical is when you go into war mode and and plan and all that stuff. Now, and I've been there, folks. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, you got to do what Paul did. And he just marched on. He, he downloaded them and he said, but you know, Luke's with me. My doctor buddy's with me and uh, we're going to keep on going forward. And that's where we are when these things come. We just keep going forward. And sooner or later, your voice isn't going to shake as much. Your body's not going to leak as much. You're not going to be as freaky. And all of a sudden, you're going to realize that this thing called grace was bigger than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Yes. And when you realize that, when you realize that God's grace, living in the age of grace, living in, the, uh, living in a place where God will just extend his grace and love you and care for you, I'm telling you, the legs stop shaking, the smile gets a little bit bigger, and you're thankful you did the separation. And they're hard. They're hard. It wasn't easy for Paul. Paul put it in the Bible. He was inspired by God to tell us about it. He said, hey, this guy's a knucklehead. I downloaded him. I got rid of him. You know, folks, you may have to do that. Hey, we got to run to a commercial. This is hard junk we talk to you guys about. We know that. That's why we have a podcast. This isn't Smile Podcast. Hey, we'll be right back.
So this isn't smile podcast, but we continue to move along. We're on, <laughs> though we do laugh sometimes. Uh, we're on Proverbs, uh, the 24th proverb. We're on verse number 21. My son, it says, we're going to go ahead and start with 21 and 22. It says, my son, fear thou the Lord and the king and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? Wow. Uh, fear the Lord and the king. And, and it goes on, it says, fear, fear, you know, fear God, but also fear earthly rulers, because he puts the kings out there. Uh, but don't associate with those people who are apt to change and mess you over and throw you under the bus, whatever you want to call it, whatever expression is an expression uh, that would fit into this, that fits into our vernacular here in the 21st century. Um, but, you know, Stephanie, we look at this and we look at those two verses and say, you don't fear these people, but stay away from the knuckleheads who are subject to change and be crazy and do whatever they do. I mean, it's kind of what I'm seeing. Yes. Well, and, and to be careful, um, <clears throat> I think it, it, there's almost an idea here of people that can be bought off. Yeah. People that um, are up for the highest bidder. In other words, your chance of getting betrayed is very high. And um, it's ironic that it's in the same, this, the, that, that um, warning is given in the same sentence or the same verse as fearing God and the king. Because a lot of times politicians are, this is their, the name of their game, is being given to change. And so don't play with people like that because you will get burned if you are playing with people who, who have no moral compass, Yeah, and when the rubber meets the road, they have no backbone, and they will not stand. Let's just sell out to the highest bidder. Boy, we see yeah. that all, and boy, calamity yeah. comes fast. Remember that verse? Boy, when they get caught, boy, calamity comes fast. And, uh, you know, people will sell anything right now. I woke up, you know, I paid my kids way through college. I paid my own way through college. And you wake up this morning and say, Hey, all student loans are forgiven. You know, we're just going to go ahead and get that whole voting block to vote for us in November. And you know, that's, but calamity will come. It'll rise quickly. People aren't happy. 75% of the people are like, wait a minute. I shouldn't be paying for someone else's loan. And uh, I think the next thing should maybe be I get a new truck and we pay off new trucks. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but where does it end? The calamity shall rise fast. And I think we hit that right on the head there, Stephanie, that people are going to be bought. Uh, they're going to be in as quick as they're bought, they're sold, you know. And that's why I'm glad mm -hmm. Stephanie used that term bought. Because if you can be bought, you can be sold. And yes. uh, you're sold to the next person that comes along. And then it says in 23, these things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. He that saith unto the wicked, thou art righteous and him shall the people curse. Nation shall abhor him, but to them that rebuke him shall be delight and a good blessing shall come upon them. You know, uh, Stephanie, when we, when you come along and you look at these things, there's, there's things that belong to the wise, you know, uh, it's not good to be partial in judgment. It's not good to respect that person, you know? So I, I if I'm partial in judgment, I say, man, I like Stephanie better as a judge, even though I don't know her. Uh, she, you know, fits into my category better. So I'm going to give her a better judgment or I like this person better, or I like Doug better, whatever the case may be when you're saying it's not good. It, but then, you know, what's weird, Stephanie, here it comes again as being respecters of persons. 
And, uh, you know, you got to watch out for that. And, you, you know, the people are going to curse you. Bad things are coming. And, and, you know, as we got to the bottom of this thing, it talks, uh, those who rebuke the wicked, uh, you know, they're going to have some delight and, uh, we should not romanticize the wicked in any way. We should not yeah. romanticize bad things. We shouldn't be respecters yeah. of person because when you're respecters of persons, you know what you do, Stephanie, you always go to the person you respect and say they're right against everybody else. That's what happens when you respect people. You always judge on the side of the guy you respect and there's no yeah. place for that. Yeah. Well, and it, and it becomes a thing of um, idol worship, quite honestly, where man's opinion becomes more valuable to you than even God's. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and uh, I think it's very important that we stop and we realize that and we understand that what idol worship is and what idol worship can do. For, and what's an idol, Stephanie? It's anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And anything that you put in a place. Or anyone. Yeah. <laughs> So an example of an idol for uh, in these verses is talking about putting a per making a person an idol. Mm -hmm. You got some clicking coming our way again, Stephanie. Sorry. I don't know if it's the phone lines. I'm not it's sure. It's not. It's not my phone. I was moving. So oh, oh, okay. So we'll <laughs> we'll forgive her clicking this way. Uh, but you know, here we are again, Stephanie. We're at that point again. We're the respecters of persons. Uh, you and I have both been in churches and both been in places where people are respected above what they deserve. And yeah. we, we, I have respected persons too much. So what is it, you know, what have we learned? If we've learned anything about respecting persons, what have we learned how we can not do that? What have we done? What do we know? You mean on a personal level, I yeah. would say God's taught me anything um, <clears throat> that's how I got myself, honestly, and a lot of the mess I've, I've dealt with is because I did respect persons. I, um, viewed a family as being God's gift to humanity. And they would boast about that, that they knew people thought that of them. Um, after the fact, you know, once it was too late, I found that out that, that, that's, that was something they were very proud of. Um, but if God taught me anything in the process, he gave me a, a greater heart of compassion for the people that don't look like God's gift to humanity, for the people that are messed up. He, he almost has brought me to a point where I am suspicious if someone is too perfect. Yeah. Um, because normally if someone's that perfect, they have something they're trying to hide. And I think that's partly why, you know, in these last few weeks of, coming completely clean on a legal level with things that I vowed I'd take to my grave with me, there's been this freedom of, I, yeah, I had already given my reputation to God. I had already given my image to God. I don't really care if people think I'm telling, you know, if I've made up stories to make someone look bad or not, because I know before God, I didn't. Yeah. And so God's just given me this freedom of, I'm not living shackled to that respecter of persons thing anymore because all it did was bring a lot of bondage and will there be backlash? Yes. Will I be falsely accused of things? Yes. But that's a part of, unfortunately, a part of this world 
and a part of being around supposed Christians who aren't acting like Christians. And so um, just coming to terms with that and understanding that, that the fear of man brings a snare, and so does being a respecter of persons. And so being on guard, if that temptation comes into you to start worshiping someone or an idea or, or an ideal, beware, because that is not of God. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we need to stop here and explain that we're all screwed up a little bit. We're all messed yeah. up and yeah. we, we all get a little bit weird and we're all, you know, sometimes we respect people a little bit too much. This is, this isn't talking about having a bad day of this. This is talking about modeling your life around people who don't deserve that. And people, nobody deserves respect over what you would give God. And if people are out there hurting people and doing bad things to people, we need to understand that that all needs to stop because God doesn't want us to be a respecter of people. He wants us to be a respecter of him. Now, that doesn't mean we, God wants us to respect our parents, our loved ones. We get that. This is where we put people ahead of things, where we say, man, this politician's the greatest person ever. They would never do anything wrong. Uh, they would never say anything wrong. I don't care what anyone else says. That's being a respecter person. Yeah. Uh, this pastor's the greatest man I ever met. You know, we're going to buy him a brand new car. And that's being a respecter of persons. Yeah. We've all been there. <clears throat> we've, excuse me, we've all seen those things. And, and I think, Stephanie, I think there's a, a, a fall proof method. There's a litmus test, whatever you want to say, you've got to, if you've ever said something in your life, there's no way that person can be guilty. You're a respecter of a person. Unless yes. you're saying that because you were standing next to them when the crime was supposed to happen. We still yeah. pray through things. We love things because that can't be said. We're all yep. a bunch of sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. So it's pretty clear we have a sin problem. And, and so we got to remember that. So folks, again, we, we came in talking about separation and separation's needed. I mean, when you're, you know, when your throat's cracking, your voice is cracking, your, your body's cracking, you've got tears coming out, your legs are shaking and you make those tough decisions. Let me tell you, the other side's pretty cool. The other side's pretty great when you trust God and you have those things happen in your life. When you get to the other side of that, let me tell you, the sun is shining. Let me tell you, there's a smile on your face. You wake up yes. every morning and you, you don't even have to use the light to get out of bed, man. You're smiling so wide. And, and uh, you know, folks, hang in there. I know some of you are going through some tough things. If we can help you with any of those things, make sure you get a hold of us at Helpful Wounded Spirits. We'd love to help you. Again, we're just proud of you. We love you. We appreciate what you guys are doing out there contact me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. would love to tell you about the ministry, things we got going on. Make sure you get to Camp Joy if you can there in Wisconsin, September 12th through 16th. We want you to get out and be part of that. We sure do love you folks. Hey, we're the smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.